Hi there, welcome back to Sky High Musings. I am Monica and with me today is Missy. Hi, Missy. Hi, Monica. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, I came finally seeing each other again. It's been I, so long. I know. You're so <laughs> it's so great. I, I have to mention to the um, listeners that we are doing this via um, FaceTime and there may be some lag, but it is totally worth it to have you on. Thank you. I am honored, truly. <laughs> well, so let's get to it. Um, you have been so kind to come. I guess I didn't even know this, that um, May was Stroke Awareness Month. So what um, What a perfect timing. So you have said that you would come but, on. You know, it's oh, that things are awareness months or weeks or anything until something happens. Like we all know that there's you know, breast cancer awareness in October. And um, I don't know, occasionally I see some autism awareness and that type of thing. But I think that you, when something happens to you or somebody you really care about, then suddenly you realize that there's a lot of awareness to happen. So yeah, I unfortunately um, know firsthand that the strokes are pretty darn scary. And I'm, like I said, I am really honored that you had me today so that we could share the message about stroke awareness. Absolutely. And it really is important to mention how young you are, um, that you are not an older person and that this applies to um, people who are not, you know, the elderly. And um, I think, and women also, I think, and, and you're very fit, which I think all of those things um, are important for me to mention because you don't appear to be, and by the way, you look amazing. Um, I mean, you look fabulous, but uh, you don't appear to be someone who has had any difficulties. And um, so I think that kind of speaks to the um, kind of hidden and uh, uh, unexpected um, swiftness that a stroke can can bring to your life, the swiftness of changes and so many other things. So do you mind talking about it, like what happened or what you noticed? Oh, no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I'd love to, because that's, that's the piece of it. I think we really need to get out and share so much of and, and how, like you were saying, it's, it's, it was a, a hidden issue that we didn't even know could have happened to me. I am young. 50, I'm not even 52 yet. Um, I am fit and um, really healthy. There's, this was the first major incident in my life. So very eye opening. Um, so the story goes, so I don't have to keep saying my husband. Is it okay if I, if I just say Eric? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's hard over here than my husband. So we were sitting at a lunch table on election day, if you can imagine, November 3rd, trying to escape the noise of the day. We'll just call it noise. And um, honestly, he had the whole day planned. He said, oh, we're going to go out and have have a margarita. We're going to go to a day spa. We're going to relax. I know it was, it was awesome. I was really looking forward to it. So we're sitting down. I had just taken my first little sip of my sangria and I felt that my head was suddenly, okay, I'm going to use this word fuzzy. And maybe everyone who's listening can understand that. 
and um, it felt like I was either going to faint or throw up. You know that that feeling you get in your head where you're like, oh, something's not right in my head. Yeah. And I started staring out the window. I said, I, I don't feel right. I'm either going to faint or throw up. I don't wow. know which one it is. And I sat there for what felt like forever. And Eric tried to get me to explain a little bit more, and I, I couldn't really. Um, and this is where his story and my story differ a little bit, because I think at that point I was already having a stroke, so my memory is a little fuzzy mm-hmm. on that as well. But I said, can you follow me to the bathroom so that in case I do faint, I don't hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Like that would not be good either. So he followed me to the restroom, which I never ended up going into the restroom. And I leaned up against the wall and I said, Eric, I don't think my right leg is actually holding me up. And he said, okay, let's go back and sit down. So we went back and sat down and he started looking through the, you know, the lovely Google internet and he already knew basically the F-A-S-T, but we couldn't remember all the complete acronym. So he went through the acronym, he went through the checklist and, um, and I, I definitely want to go through that later. Absolutely. Yeah. Get to the. Yeah, we we got to the point where um, A is for arms. So he had me hold out my arms like parallel to the floor. And I my right arm started drooping. And it started falling like I couldn't hold it up. And that's when we put that together with the fact that my right leg really wasn't moving very well. My right arm, I couldn't hold up. So that's really what I felt. I could speak fine. I, I had no facial droop. I didn't have those classic symptoms right. that you can imagine. Yes. But he said this good. And I'm like, uh. and we, we were kind of in denial at first, um, but not for very long, to be honest. And hightailed it to the ER. And they said, well, how long ago did the symptoms start? And we said, oh, about 20 minutes ago. That's how fast this all happened. And they, they like almost laughed in our face going wait what 20 minutes you got here so fast this is amazing boom and the c i was in the ct scanner and it's of course during covid so i had the the uh neuro uh doctor who was on call on video waiting for me as i came out of the ct and she said yeah we think you're having a stroke we need to give this drug to you which is called TPA. It's the little clot buster drug, the most amazing thing in the entire universe. And by the time I got out of the MRI, I was already on the mend. So that's how fast that that worked. It was just amazing. So, okay, I just talked a ton, but that was my basic story. And, um, yeah, so it just kind of started with, like, not feeling right. Yeah. Well, I, you, first of all, you didn't talk a ton. That was like, so I'm curious, did you, um, in that moment, like when you were in the hospital, were you, I mean, were you afraid or were you just kind of like, Hey, we got to get to the bottom of this. Like, did you ever worry about your actual like life? No, to be honest, I didn't worry about my life because I knew I was already in good hands. I knew that I was being taken care of and I was in a really good place, a really good hospital and all the caretakers. It was 
the most amazing team that came just rushing to my aid the second they heard the word we think she's having a stroke like 13 people were on me it was amazing um i was i was just so confused thinking how could this happen what is wrong Mm -hmm. and and I guess at that point, maybe scared for the future. What does this mean? What is this? What is this? Right. Why? Right. And well, that's yeah. The I'm, yeah. Why? Right. You have a little bit of an existential um, afterwards, I would imagine. Maybe not right in that moment, but you definitely get the why me and how and you know I'm not the right candidate. I, I, I mean, I don't know because I haven't had a stroke, but I can only imagine that's how that feels. Oh, absolutely. And everyone, you know, your friends will say, well, why you? You're such in great shape. And well, you don't fit the criteria. Like, I know. So and again, yeah, that's why we share the message. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to share with you something that I have had that is not a stroke, but I have a very... Um, long this is why I was I was so excited to have you on because in my family strokes run on both sides of the family my father has had he's passed but he had two strokes and one of them was really very damaging and major and my mother had what they call mini strokes which are TIAs and both of those things uh well the TIAs will eventually kind of ruin your memory function. And so my mom, and she's old, she's 88, but she has some pretty pronounced um, memory issues. Um, but what I wanted, so I'm I'm probably the opposite of you, especially because I'm not as thin and delicate as you are. Um, I'm convinced half the time that I am having a stroke. <laughs> and I will share with you because this is an important part of this discussion um, is knowing the fast, which we will go into later, but, um, I've had, I've had ocular migraines and I don't know if you know anything about an ocular migraine. Mm. Do you know anything about that? I don't, but it sounds very painful. It's not. So that's the kicker is, um, the, it, it never hurt, but what happens is your vision, you get tunnel vision and, so that actually happened to me um, at a very inopportune time in my life. And I will tell you off air when that was, but I can just tell you straight up, it was terrifying. And I waited and waited and waited for like what seemed like forever. And it was probably just a minute or two just to make sure nothing got worse before I said anything to anyone about it. Uh-huh. And then I'd had it actually a second time in my home Um and that one was really bad. And then we did do the symptoms, the fast. We we did the whole, I stood up. You know, my husband's like, we got to go to the ER. You know, he was very concerned. And I, and actually what, that's the other half, the other piece of this is knowing, um, I would recommend anyone go to the ER for sure. Absolutely. But for me, knowing that that's what they were, these ocular migraines, because you don't get a headache. It's just this weird tunnel vision. Um, but on that one, I did feel like a little woozy. And so that made me really pay attention. Um, but uh-huh. I, so I guess the point I'm trying to make is definitely take everything seriously. And even if you go to the ER, it might not be a stroke, but take care of yourself just to make sure. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, it, it it is kind of like freaky when you're like, could this really be, you know, you're just like, what? 
And I think that's the main message that I want our listeners to hear is, hey, don't question it. Just go take care of it. Mm-hmm. And with- well, and and the the fast is so simple, which is is great, right? It's easy to remember. And unfortunately, which I'm hoping to share today, is that it's too simple to cover all of the different signs and symptoms that I have, even in the small amount of time I've had um, since the stroke, um, been have experienced with my friends or other stories. And um, I'll just give you one example while I'm on that topic. Um, this is crazy, but my best friend actually had a stroke three years before me. And she's also very thin, fit, active. Um, she's a professional. Wow. And so then she's my, she's my little, like my, my other soulmate. If my husband is my one, she's my other. And so her symptoms were so, um, I don't know the right word to, that I'm trying to look for right now, but like benign. Yeah, very, very, very much so in the beginning. And she's really in tune with her body. So um, if I can share that just really fast, um, she on the, the day before she was diagnosed with having a stroke, she noticed that she had been mixing up the gender of her dog. Like she would say she instead of he and her kids would say, mom, why'd you say that? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then she meant to say blue, but the word blood came out. Oh, you know, you just think, oh, I'm tired. That's fatigue. Gosh, I better get a better night's sleep, something like that. And it was the next day that she was listening to a phone number on her answering machine and trying to write down the phone number on a piece of paper. And she kept transposing the numbers. So the numbers were all mixed up, even though she was hearing it fine and she was able to read it back normally, but she couldn't write it back. She couldn't write it down in the right order. And that's when she told her husband, she goes, something is not right. And then it turned out that she had had a stroke the day before they, they assumed she had the day before. Um, so like, those are strange symptoms. You'd think, oh, you know what? You're just tired or boy, you know? Get your act together, kiddo. Right? <laughs> right? Well, I feel so, like every working mom can relate, or not even working, every parent, m- male or female, but I do want to focus specifically on women because I think people expect strokes a little more from men. Kind of they think heart attack stroke is, you know, like a guy mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I don't want to leave our male listeners out, but I do, this to me is very important to focus today because even our male listeners have daughters and wives and girlfriends and significant others and people that they know who are female. And um, it's, I think women are much more likely to just say, get yourself, you know, get yourself together. Maybe, um, you know, I need to pay attention to my words a little more or something and maybe not look outside. Some yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do better Pilates. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I think that I think that that's such a great point and I'm curious so she went longer before she had the meds than you was she able to make a full recovery also She did it took a little longer and 
Um, she did not get the medication that I did because you need, this is how important this is to detect it really fast. Um, this drug, What's uh, it TPA, TPA? Oh, TPA, and I cannot remember what it stands for. That's okay. Um, but it's the, it's the clot buster and they need to give that to you intravenously, um, within three to four hours of symptom onset. And it goes like Pac-Man and rom, 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 if you can imagine. And it says, bye-bye, clot. And now your brain gets all the oxygen it needs again, and the cells are no longer damaged. Well, I, they, they, the cells that are dead are dead. Um, but you don't continue to damage mm -hmm. the brain cells. So she was not able to get that. So she had a little bit of a longer recovery time. She did do speech, um, speech therapy because it, there, that was the side of her brain that was affected. And uh, she didn't have the facial droop or inability to speak, but because her brain and her words were not connecting properly, she had to, that's why she had to go through therapy that, for that. Um, so it was probably a couple months, and then she made a full recovery beyond that. Yeah. Well, I'm so, glad to hear that. Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, so then for you, like just in your daily life, have you, like when you say you made a full recovery, is there anything that you notice that is just a little different or do you, are you pretty much able to do, conduct yourself normally 100% of the time? Yeah, I'm, I'm 100%. I reached 100% about three weeks after the stroke. Gosh. So that was scariest time frame when you asked about like my feelings, that was the scary period in that I was not normal. I, I, you know, was still dragging my leg for quite a bit. Um, I, my daughter and I would do games in the hallway where we would um, bounce balls back and forth. Or not a ball, a balloon. That's how we had to start with balloons. And I would just use one, a finger and try to pat the balloon back and forth. And then I graduated from one arm and then I would go to the other arm. And, it, and that was exhausting. Just just passing a balloon around. Um, and so that took a while. I did do physical therapy and I didn't need speech therapy because of the part of the brain that was affected. It didn't affect that, that motors, that skill. Um, I used music a lot to recover. That was, that was pretty cool. I started playing my flute right away. Wow. Trying to get my fingers because it was motor skills. Yeah. So I was, fingers a lot and trying to figure out exercises to get my brain to talk to my fingers because mm -hmm. um, that had that was affected so that was a that was a good technique but yeah so after three weeks I got cleared from neurology that they said yeah we think you're going to have a full recovery after three weeks three months tops for maybe you know some of those outliers that maybe I felt a little bit slow with still yeah well, I, I mean, that's amazing. Um, the music piece is interesting. Uh, that little nugget that you just shared is interesting to me because my father, when he had his second stroke, he actually lost all of his speech and um, couldn't walk and couldn't write, you know, but he was still, if you knew him, he was 100% still able to communicate. It's amazing. But um, <clears throat> he could sing. And that was, Aww. yeah, and that was such a delight. And it was the things that he could sing were things that everyone, you know, some prayer, like him, you know, hymns he knew growing up. It's like it was embedded in his brain. Uh. So it was really sweet, you know, to have him be able to sing. 
And, um, but he couldn't sing like a sentence. He had to sing the thing as it was, you know, like happy birthday or whatever. So that's just a side note of how interesting, um, you know, it is that the brain, certain parts of the brain get affected and other parts, you know, don't. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just so glad that you're able, you were able to make that recovery and, you know, be back. And so exercise and everything's fine. Like you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they definitely had some restrictions on me if, at the first. Yeah. You know? They didn't want me on a treadmill at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine, you know, just like the tread, treadmill's like going at one speed, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I would be that little cart falling all over the place. Um, so, you know, I, they didn't really give me a lot of restriction after the physical therapist released me. So he released me after I think it was like four sessions or something. Yeah. And then, and they said I could do whatever I want. So I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Yeah, you are. And we're lucky to have you and all in one piece. So we're glad that you took all this very seriously and headed to the emergency room ASAP. Um, so we'll get onto the fasting, but I do have one more question and that is, um, from, uh, it's a very feminine perspective, but, um, I know you have a super supportive family. Was it really hard on them? I always wonder when mama goes down bad things, not bad, that's the wrong way to say it, but it generally affects the family, you know, pretty significantly. That's an interesting question. I think it, it really affected my, there I say my husband, it, it affected Eric the most. Mm-hmm. Really just my cheerleaders. You can do it, mom. Come on, mom. What well, they would make up games and um, say numbers and have me repeat them back. And we'd play, literally play patty cake. So they were, they were my, my support buddies, my little cheerleaders. So, well, that's fabulous. And- I'm sure but they didn't necessarily share that piece of it, that, that it was hard for them. I think they wanted to stay strong for me. Well, yeah, but that's half the thing is I, I feel like a lot of, in a lot of family scenarios, um, you know, everyone kind of uh, in a healthy environment, healthy family environment, people look to each other for, for guidance. And I think you were probably sending off a pretty good uh-huh. message like, hey, we're going to get through this. I mean, I think that's kind of your personality. Um in the greatest of all ways. And actually that would be something that is also worth mentioning is I feel like, um, you know, I understand completely that science had your back there, but your, your mental attitude, um, even when you were in the dumps, uh, you had to have that fighting spirit because that's just kind of who you are. Well, I, I can't stay down for long. That is for certain. I think, you know, I, I know somebody recently who went back to work after 15 years of of not of being medically unable. And we said, why would you come back after all that time? And she said, because they told me I couldn't come back. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you tell me it's going to be hard. Okay, well. Tell me what, tell me what to do. Right. I'll do it. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you are a phenomenal patient too, which also matters. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is another funny thing. The ICU nurses, um, they're amazing. You know, remember it's during COVID, right? 
So the entire floor they had, if I remember correctly, they had 18 beds and, uh, or 24 beds, 18 of them were COVID patients in ICU. And so I was the star. They all wanted to be be with me. I I mean, I'm not, I'm not making light of that at all, but they were just like, well, you're doing great. And they always had to come in every hour and run through their, their stroke checklist to make sure I wasn't stroking again. And, you know, there's this one, one piece of paper they hold up in front of you. That's a picture of a, a woman at a sink and it's overflowing. And there's a, a kid tipping over the chair with the cookies or something. And you had to tell the ICU nurse what you were seeing on this piece of paper. So we were having a blast making making that up as we went. I had a new story made up each time. So each time they were like, all right, tell me a story, Miss Melissa. <laughs> I love it. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I think that's that's so you and so appropriate. And I just, I love that. So, so let's talk about this, the fast then. What do we do there? What's the, give yeah. me the, the acronym. Absolutely. So the fast stands for face, arms, speech, and time. But the newer one, which I like better, if anyone can remember this, but I think it's really wise is be fast. So like act fast, no, it's be fast. So um, this stands for the B in this one is balance. And then the E is eyes and the same. So the F-A-S-T. And I can expand on those a little bit. Uh, the B for balance is basically what I experienced first. And that includes dizziness, feeling faint, uncoordinated. I wasn't able to walk very well, for example. Um, that falls under the B for balance. And then the E for eyes is why you should be concerned, and I'm really glad that you pay attention to your ocular migraines, um, because it can be a sudden loss of vision in one or both eyes. Um, one friend told me her dad thought that his eye felt like it was getting stabbed. So it was that, that nerve that, you know, in the brain that was getting affected. Um, and, uh, oh, in, inability to focus. So I guess that's, you know, blurred vision, same thing. And then the F. So the F is for face. And now you're watching for facial drooping. Uh, The telltale sign is to ask somebody to smile. And then if you know them really well, you know their smile. Like, does it look normal? Typically, one side will go up. The other side won't. Okay. Um, And then you can also take that a little further and have them stick their tongue out and try to move their tongues from side to side. Um, So that's the F. Oh, and with the F is also numbness in your face too. Oh. So it's not just your face drooping. Is it numb or tingling? That kind of thing. The A is for arms. And remember, this is for limbs, basically. So mine, I had the arm and the leg issue. But usually you can't tell if their leg is having a problem. It's easier if you ask somebody to ha- to hold their arms out. Um, like, what would that be like? Like you're holding your balance, like parallel to the floor, and and ask them to hold their arms together parallel to the floor for as long as they can. Some some websites will have you 
like have them close their eyes. But that didn't matter in my case because it was easily noticed that one arm just started drooping to the floor. Um, so, and then for my right, for the other thing on that was the leg, I was dragging it behind me. So I was dragging my leg to the car, to the ER, for example, that's exactly what happened. I was like, come on, leg, you can keep up. Come on. Um, so that's the A, the S is speech. And I think this is the most interesting one because it comes in different ways. So speech is communication really too, right? So it's easiest to ask somebody face to face if they can repeat a simple sentence. You can make it funny, like if at first you don't succeed, maybe skydiving isn't for you. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> something like I just made that up. You know, like and you can laugh about it later if it worked. But if they can't repeat that or you can make up something else, then something might be wrong. Um but also texts. So think, think how we communicate. How often are we texting with somebody or emailing with somebody? And if suddenly your, your texts are coming across to somebody as complete garble, well, A, either Siri has no idea what you're saying or your microphone's on and it's in your pocket. Mm-hmm. That is always... Yes, that's always that does happen. <laughs> it happens. Um, but you can ask that person, hey, haha, LOL, everything okay? <laughs> or just kind of watch that. But that that's a real thing nowadays is that emails and texts are considered in the speech category. Um, and like my friend who couldn't transpose the numbers, she couldn't jot those down. Um, garbled sentences, that type of thing. And then you have the T, which is the most important one of all. Time. which is time. Yeah. It's time to go. Time is brain cells. Every second counts. And so the the most important thing here is because of that time factor, there is no magic pill that I can give you as a friend, like an aspirin if you're having a heart attack. I can't give that to you if you're having a stroke. And please don't, by the way. Because that that could make things worse. You have to get to medical attention. You must. They are the ones with the drug. They are the ones that can watch you and help you and give you the scans you need. But there's no first aid for a stroke. You have to get in. Yeah. And on this... And I'm not a doctor. Yeah. That's no, no, no. It, well, we don't need to be a doctor to, to know the BFAST. And that's really the main issue here is getting the information out. So... Um, I think that, you know, that alone is such a huge positive. And, um, and I will also make an addendum to this. And that is if you're alone, call 911. Don't drive yourself, you know, if, unless that's the only way. Yeah. Um, my father drove himself in his first stroke. So that's why I was bringing that up. I know he ended up that that stroke was very mild and he was fine, but it's just you have to think about other people on the road, too. But, you know, definitely if you're in a situation where you live alone or um, you just maybe you don't even have a car, you live in a city, uh, that would be the time to definitely, you know, get get someone out to come help you or even ask a neighbor or whatever. Yeah. Hey, can you please drive me? Because the main thing, like you said, 
is don't flim flam around trying to figure out, well, I don't know. I don't really want to bother Joe next door, you know, to take me to the hospital. Uh Go bother Joe next door. Your life depends on it. Your brain depends on it. Yeah. Uh So very, very, very good. yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think that, you know, bringing, bringing this to light has been such a great thing and you're such a delight, Missy. I'm so glad to have you on and be able to talk about oh, this. And yeah. And I think it's pretty clear other than my sad, our audio that keeps going in and out <laughs> that you've got all your, I mean, I think the good news is you can recover. You can recover. You can it, it is a journey. I will say that. And I, <clears throat> I can't stress how my, how lucky I feel to have fully recovered. And it still is a journey to this day. We don't, we, we can only assume certain things. We we're trying to figure out why there's always the, the mystery of why it happened. And then you keep uncovering new, new issues. Um, so it, it's a lifetime of, of, making sure that you stay healthy and that would be a whole nother podcast in itself of like stroke and, and heart disease prevention. But, um, I, I'm so lucky and I feel so much empathy for those whose stories are not quite as fortunate. The caregivers out there who are taking care of the ones who are trying to recover the, the family, the family of those who are suffering, it's so hard to watch. And of course the loss. So I, I can't, I have to honor those. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in all areas of life and especially your health, being grateful for what you have right now is always a good thing. So thank you for sharing with us. Welcome. Thanks for, thanks for helping me get that message out. Absolutely. Um, I will put the fast on our website and so on my Facebook page. So it'll definitely be out there. And, um, and I really appreciate you showing up today, Missy. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Monica. You're doing amazing work. Oh, thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Okay. As always, I'd like to thank you for joining today. And if you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the channel.